Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Rock him a thing. Have your fun back there now. Can I get on this microphone? People are waiting for what I got to say. Well, I hope they are. People are going to decide to bring us, to cancel the bingo. It's been a long time, I know. The last couple of Saturdays, I know you've heard some uh, pre-recorded shows from before, being interviewed on other stations, and sadly, the topics that we were conversing about is relevant to today, which is really affecting my heart. But, you know, I like to do my live shows. Uh, tonight's show will be about the memorial that I did about two years ago in L.A., though people on the East Coast, August 1st, 2009, Manhattan, Church of the Covenant, on the East Side, I'll be doing the sixth annual Congolese Memorial. This year will be in New York. Guys come out. It's going to serve as a fundraiser to complete, not just to build, but to complete the construction of a hospital in Congo, in the Kasai region. Uh, Leja Bulela is spearheading the initiative. You can check them out at www.lejabulela.org. That's L-E-J-A-B-U-L-E-L-A.org. So, yes, for those cats that listen to me on the East Coast or will be traveling on the East Coast around that time, I will be live and direct in New York, in Manhattan, at the Church of the Covenant doing the 6th Annual Congolese Memorial. So I really want you guys to come out, um, bring what you got, bring your used cell phones. You got that also, but that's something I'm looking forward to on one hand and something I'm not looking forward to on the other hand because I'm left emotionally drained from these memorials because it's really serious business what's happening in my country of Congo. People, what's going on out there? Check it out. You wanted to reach in. Um, the lines are kind of jammed right now because we have so many people in the chat line. But you can try to get through at 646-595-2892, 646-595-2892. What, you know, we're going to go live on location here. So hold on for one moment. I always want to, to do a live broadcast. So if, literally we're on the street, you know, coming with the people. And people are looking at me kind of odd, like, what is that guy doing? They think I'm probably a surveyor. Today's topic is going to be, Black Hollywood and the global stage. What does that mean? You know, what that means is there's a lot of situations going on. Well, let's come back. Let's come back. Let's define Black Hollywood. Black Hollywood's supposed to be the actors of color, the black people, in the show bit show business. You know, the Wayans, the Eddie Murphys, the Arsenios, the uh, who else we got out there? The Denzels, the Lawrence Fishburns. The uh, Sam Jacksons and those guys, Morgan Freeman, Terrence Howard, 
uh, what's the guy's name, Cuba Gooding, and those cats. That's supposed to be what black Hollywood is. Um, ironically, you never really hear of a Latino Hollywood or Asian Hollywood or an African Hollywood or Chinese Hollywood or a woman's Hollywood. But for some reason, every time we get, you know, there's more than one of us in someone's groove, we're black something. So the question today is, this came from a conversation I had with somebody else's. On the global arena, when it comes to Darfur, when it comes to the extermination in Eastern Congo, when it comes to situations that may even take place in Haiti or what have you, where is black Hollywood? Where are they? It's really irritating to me. You probably have seen some of my posts on my Facebook. If you check me out, uh, facebook.com forward slash Saeed Dabinga. I've posted a few videos and I've posted a few comments how I'm really disappointed with black Hollywood. Yes, people, we are live at location. I'm literally on 7th and Broadway in Los Angeles. That's why you hear a bus. You might even hear something say, 142. Stop. So <laughs> relax. We are literally live and direct. So come to me on the chat line here if you have a question. But where is black Hollywood? Where are they? You know, I was, I was, I was the keynote speaker at UC Irvine several days ago where they were talking about the conflicts in Africa. And they had some young ladies from the Delta region of Nigeria. I believe they're uh, the Ogini ethnic group. And they were talking about how the pipelines are basically destroying the ecosystem down there. You have an echo holocaust going on there in the, in the, the Delta region of uh, Nigeria. I'm sure you've seen the reports on Yahoo.com or what have you where they talk about, you know, the uh, militants kidnapping hostages. But they never really talk about what the, what the militants are doing down there. So we have that situation, we have the situation in Congo, and I spoke to the co-organizer of the event, a good guy named Oren, him and his friend Ben put it together, and I expressed to him, I said, you know, the reason why, and this is just my flow, whether it's right or wrong, you may think, this is just my flow, this is just my opinion, because if you look at the situation as an example with President Obama nominating uh, the Latina for uh, the Supreme Court seat, I remember an article came up about two days ago where they talked about how this supposed rift between the Latinos and the, and the uh, African-Americans. And it was said that the African-Americans feel that the Latinos, and this is all African-Americans, this is just the article, and I wish they had specified some, not all, but I feel the African-American community feels that the Latino community got a free ride off the civil rights movement. And when I hear some of the words being said out there, I can understand why they're saying that or thinking that. But conversely, it feels the Latinos feel that the African-American move, um, community, uh, community, and I wish again they would say some of the Latinos, but feel that the African-American community isn't taking a much, much more interest in the immigration situation you know, it's illegal immigration and what have you. And I brought that up when I was riding with a guy who's, uh, the, again, Oren, who's a co-producer of the group at UC Irvine Conflict in Africa, down for the cause. I said, this is where the problem comes from. And, and I said, this is my flow. Because I'm an immigrant. I'm from Congo. I was born in Kinshasa. I know you hear me, like, you know, some people are like, this guy got to be from Compton or Brooklyn or, or Boston. Yeah, I moved here from Boston. Boston's like our adopted hometown. But I'm from Kinshasa. You know, some, some people are kind of stunned right now, but yes, I am. Here's my passport if you want to see it. But what I said to him was, you know, unlike the Latino, Latino community in the United States, what have you, the African-American community really has no connection to the continent of Africa. And I've said this on a few shows before, but it's true. Yes, a lot of our, you know, uh, Isaiah Washington found out that his roots came from Sierra Leone and shown the love and the uh, admiration and the, the happiness he found that he had in his finding on his roots, he went and got dual nationality with Sierra Leone. I believe Chris Rock found out where his people came from, the roots, the region, uh, where his people came from. And it was surprisingly, I heard that he had said had he known that, he would not have decided to be a comedian, feeling that before he discovered his roots, he felt that was the only two ways out to uh, the environment he was growing up in. Well, beyond that, most of our people, too many of our people, we don't have a connection. I mean, we talk about brothers and sisters, all right? So I'm not trying to say I'm separating myself from the brothers and sisters here. But a lot do not have a connection to the, to the continent. Their connection to the continent is either the, the videos they see of us starving with our little pot bellies, militias going through the, the bush, 
raping women, kidnapping children, child soldiers, blood diamonds, hotel Rwanda, sometimes in April, out of Kenya, straight to Kenya, out of Africa, you know, Totsi. That's Africa. And then when they do go to the continent, they either go to South Africa, which is a very metropolitan city, or they go to Ghana because they're under the thinking that Ghana is the first African country to achieve their independence. No people, they are not. And how we separate ourselves as Africans, we say, well, we may not be the first to, you know, get our independence on the continent, but we're the first in sub-Saharan Africa, like we're different from North Africa. But let's come back a bit. There, so for us, there's really no connection between the continent and the African-Americans here. So for me, when I talk to the Latinos, there's a connection between the Latinas, the Latinos, not the Latinas, the females, the Latino community, but the Latino community, and whether it be Mexico, whether it be Central America, whether it be South America, there's still that family connection. They're working here, sending money back. I'm not saying the folks who are coming across the border or the plane, whatever, on the shadiness. What I'm saying is that there's that connection, whether folks want to acknowledge it or not, between the Latinos in the United States and, the Lat- and their home country. Again, whether it be Mexico, Central America, you know, El Salvador, Belize, uh, Guatemala, Peru, Bolivia, Argentina, what have you. Brazil is a Portuguese-speaking country. They're Lucifones, so we'll take them out of the mix. So when folks are working here, a lot of times they're saying they're sending money back. But our African-American um, brothers are here. Exactly who are they sending money to on the continent? There's no connection. Their foundation is here. Whether you, some people may agree with that or not, but that's the roots. Their foundation is here. So when you have an extermination taking place in eastern Congo, people, we're at 8 million dead. You can talk about the rapes. You can talk about this or that. We're at 8 million dead since 1998 because of the situation of Rwanda and Uganda. But it seems like that battle is being fought by itself. Even when it came to Darfur, a lot of people don't know, Al Sharpton was in Darfur several years back when the whole conflict started. He didn't say anything about a genocide taking place there, even Colin Powell. None of them said anything about a genocide taking place there. Then all of a sudden, when some other activists, some Anglos and some other people came on board and said, well, you know there is a genocide going on, then all of a sudden you see Don Cheadle coming out of the cut talking about a genocide. You know what I mean? But where's everybody else? Really think about that. You saw ER did an episode on the Janja Weed, one of the worst episodes I've ever seen in the history of television. Law and Order did something called, uh, I believe it was called Hell. Excuse my language, doesn't offend me. It was on a special, is it, it's Law and Order SVU, Special Victims Unit, I think it is. Yeah. They did something about child soldiers. But, again, where is the black people? Now, I'm talking about Kanye West did Diamonds Are Forever. Diamonds Are Forever. Right? And when he found out what was going on in the cut of the Sierra Leone and Liberia, he did a, a different version that talked about Diamonds Are Forever, and he was talking about what was going on in Sierra Leone. And he was, obviously, and he was saying the line, Are these conflict diamonds, don't lie to me, Jacob. Jacob being the dealer in New York to all the rappers. That's the movement I'm talking about. There was a short video, I believe, a documentary. I think it was a documentary full length, how I think Q-Tip and some of the other brothers in the, in the game of uh, hip-hop music went to the continent to find out what was going on, you know, about what was happening there in reference to Blood Diamonds and things like that. On that scale, they didn't get that hardly got any press. There was a guy, uh, Bubba Sparks. Or was it Bubba Franks? Yeah, I think Bubba Sparks. Um, white guy from the South. I remember vividly watching something, I think, on CNN. He was talking about blood diamonds. Now, you know what I got from, the, from I think, Louis, Mississippi? He was talking about blood diamonds. And I appreciated that fact. You know, he, was a, he said, I don't know all what's going on, but this is what I do know, and this is what we can do. But now beyond that, Jay-Z, Beyonce, a lot of these superstar rappers have been to the continent, said nothing. They go perform. It's like they go perform. You know, 50, 150 cents went over there. I don't know if uh, Sean Combs went there. But a lot of these rappers have performed on the continent, Nigeria, Ghana, whatever. And I understand, you know, their role maybe just to be entertained performers. But I guess, you know, I know Jay-Z was supposed to go and talk about the clean water situation initiative. Ironically, Jay-Z said when he spoke about it, the Nigerian youth had no idea what the initiative was. And this was coming from the U.N. So maybe, I'm not going to be hammering Jay-Z. How people, uh, for, for, I don't want people to think I'm hammering him or anything like that. But when it comes back to, that's the music side. But where is black Hollywood? 
Where's the Halle Berry's? Where's the Denzel Washington's? Where's the Samuel Jackson's? Where's the, where's the Cuba Gooding's? Where are these people? What's going on? Why are they not talking about, and yes, I'll go right to my country. Why are they not sitting any, saying anything about what's going on? Do they not care? Do they not know? Do they not know not to care? Do they not care not to know? Or they just feel like that problem is just too complex? What's going on, people? What is going on with all this? I don't, I, I don't know. So let's play a little, let's do a little musical little interlude here. Let's see. I'm going to put up here for a little while. Uh, now we are free. We are free to talk, to speak our minds. You know what? Hold on. Let's go a little cut here. We were talking about Kanye. So, Kanye, are you going to talk to us right now? Hopefully this will work. We've been having technical difficulties. So let's see if this flows. Diamonds are forever. So is the console. Diamonds are forever. They are all I need to please me. They can stimulate and tease me. They won't leave in the night. I've no fear that they might hurt me. Throw your damage in the sky if you feel the vibe. The rock is still alive every time I rhyme. People lose hands, legs, arms for real. Little was known of Sierra Leone and how it connects to the diamonds we own. When I think of diamonds in the stone, I ain't talking about the ones that be glown. I'm talking about Rockefeller, my home, my chain. These in conflict diamonds. Is they Jacob? Don't lie to me, man. See, you're part of me saying, keep shining. How? When I know what a blood diamond So it's thousands of miles away Sierra Leone connect to what we go through today Over here it's the drug trade We die from drugs Over there they die from what we buy from drugs The diamonds, the chains, the braces, the charms is. I thought my Jesus piece was so harmless Till I seen a picture of a shorty armless And here's the conflict It's in a black person's soul to rock that gold Spend your whole life trying to get that ice On a polar rugby it looks so nice I got something so wrong make me feel so right Right? Before I beat myself up like Ike You can still throw your rocket for the diamond tonight Cause Throw your diamonds in the sky if you feel the vibe the rock is still alive every time I rhyme Out forever, Kanye West. He was talking about what? Sierra Leone. Talking about black folks love to have the gold, but then he saw where the gold came from and saw what the people was being was being was being exploited to get that gold. And he says, Jacob, don't lie to me. Are these blood diamonds? So again, Black Hollywood, where are you? What are you doing? You know, when the situation with Chris Brown and Rihanna went down, good God, every blog, BET, even CNN was t- black folks. People have something to say about it. Black Hollywood was just talking left and right. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And no one said nothing. It was really, it was really amazing. But here we are. And actually, we have a caller here. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can get this thing to work here properly. Well, it's not working. I lost your caller. I know you tried to came in. My apologies. If you come back, I'm with you again because I definitely want to hear your opinions. And I see you guys in the chat line. So give me your questions. What do you want to know? What do you think? Why do you think Black Hollywood is quiet when it comes to situations 
of advocacy for the African continent. I'm not talking about like Madonna going to get the little child from the village, sticking him in a little Gucci bag and going back to the UK. I'm talking about where's the Denzels and those guys? Do you think maybe we expect too much from black Hollywood? Do you think maybe I'm expecting too much from people that who grew up not even appreciating their roots and their culture? Because you know there was a time people that you call somebody an African, oh my, in the in the community, oh, they, it was time to fight. Like, what you mean? I'm not no African. I'm from Georgia. But what do you think? Why do you think Black Hollywood is not is is kind of like following everybody else, but not saying the pace? Wait a minute. Hey, Mickey, zero three four. I see you there. I don't know why we can't get you on the hotline here, but I see your chat, brother. We have, oh, sister, I don't know which one it is. Mickey, 034. He says because they don't care. Yes, he was the person that called in. Hey, man, oh, my sister or my brother, I really appreciate you coming in. Stay with me because I want to see your point. He goes, yes, please, yes. We expect too much from them. I, I agree with you, Mickey. I agree with you. I remember a friend of mine said some time ago, Mwani Bukenge had said to me, when I was on my usual, <laughs> you say soapbox, but I was in one of those moods. Oh, okay, brother. I see what's going on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Stay with me, brother. Stay with me. I really appreciate you taking that because the fact that they just what Mickey's doing right now is all we're asking other people to do. But I remember my friend said to me some time ago that she feels I expect too much from black Hollywood. And it really had me thinking because it was never really said that to me. Well, it's never he said that to me. That might not sound right. Okay, wait. Let's see what he's saying here. Mickey034 says, we must understand these people aren't obligated towards anyone. They don't have to help. And he's right. That's actually a good point. They don't have to help. Now, how do you guys feel about that? Because I know some people say they don't have to help. That's a good point. Mickey doesn't have to be listening now. I don't have to be doing this. I'm sure Mickey has something deep to his heart. I'm sure, I, you know, you know what was deep to my heart. I'm sure we all have stuff deep to my heart. Are we making the mistake of how our Ghanaian brothers and sisters are looking at President Obama coming to the, to the continent? Wait, hold on. Mickey's coming through. Mickey034 saying, to my opinion, they should help, but really, the reality says it's choice. And that's true. They're choosing not to. Or maybe, you know what, maybe they are choosing to help the continent. And because it's in a way that's humanitarian, the news isn't picking it up. It's as, we'll say, example, wait, my man Mickey's come back again. He goes, I agree with you, sir, that they should help because they have the influence over the common folks. And they do. Trust me, when you see Blood Diamonds, and there's a scene in there with a truck coming through the village, and they're playing Tupac. And so now, I can't remember the name of the cut is, there's influence. Like I said, Jay-Z, Beyonce, all these cats, they went to the concert a little while ago. Did concerts over there, in the, filling up stadiums. Beyonce did uh, her songs and stuff like that. And the thing with Jay-Z actually went as an ambassador with the U.N. to do clean water. Now, there's a hip-hop community. But he said he was surprised that a lot of the youth who he was performing for had no idea there was an initiative for clean water from the U.N. So maybe there's just uh, ignorance on both sides. Let me see what Mickey's coming back to me. He says, well, not common folks, but children. So let me, let me bring it back for folks who just came in so you can see the flow that Mickey's rocking right now. Because, again, I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm just putting the question out there, and I don't hear people's opinions. So Mickey 034, or 034, he says, I agree with you, sir, that they should help because they have influence over the common folks. Well, not common folks, but children. If you can control the children, you can literally control the future of this planet or our community or nation. Now, that right there struck, struck a chord because I have been saying, particularly when I spoke at UC Irvine a couple of days ago and I spoke to the coordinator, I said, it's not about talking to the politicians. I mean, you can talk to the politicians all you want. It's the people that put the politicians in office. And I tell, I've told people when I've spoken, and I've always said, when it comes to the if you get the youth, you get the community. That's just my feeling. And to see Mickey 034 articulating the same flow, I agree with him. The thing about, about Malcolm, we'll, go, we'll stay on both sides here. Because we're not letting black cars off the hook, though. And I want to come back to them. But to use this example, Malcolm was speaking to the people. He may have made his comments about the government, which he has done. But he went down to the corner, the corner churches back in Harlem and Boston was talking to the people. Martin, when he did the Great March, he didn't do the Great March inside the White House. 
He spoke to the people about what he, what he saw was his vision. Lumumba did the same thing. You're more than welcome, Mickey034. Thank you, sir. That's what you're saying. I'm saying thank you back to you. and You're more than welcome. I appreciate your time, and let your friends know this is their conversation. We want to know what you feel. Because, you know, you may say something, Mickey034, that I may repeat here, that may try somewhere else, and next you know they have a movement going on. You never know. Tupac, what did he say? I might not be able to be president. I might not be a politician. But I know one of my words is going to touch the, is going to spark the thought of the brain of the child that's going to rule this world. Ah, here he comes. Well, Malcolm, Mickey, oh, Mickey, I think Mickey, I'm going to have to figure out a way to fly him in so we can get him on the station. He's flowing. He goes, well, Malcolm and Martin was actually passionate on human rights. Human rights. So we're, again, black Hollywood. What are you passionate about? We understand Rihanna had an issue with Chris Brown. Yes, you're passionate about that. We understand when girlfriends got canceled. Yes, the protest came out and people, I was stunned. But what is black Hollywood passionate about? Let's see what Mickey's saying here. Today, celebs such as Oprah, Denzel, and the rest of them do it for image. Very interesting. Mickey, rock me an example. He goes, well, I can't say that's their motive because I don't know any of them. Hello? And that's true. Let me say, let me say something. He goes, uh, but mostly, most likely, it's the case. I, you know, let me bring an example of Denzel since uh, I brought that name up earlier and Mickey034 brought that name up also. Because there's about 50 people standing, standing around me right now on this street corner. <laughs> Say, what is this guy talking? All right. A couple of years ago, Denzel Washington wanted to do a movie in Mozambique. Yes, this is Denzel, two-time Academy Award winner. Should have had four, but we'll overlook how he got robbed on Hurricane and Malcolm X. He wants to do a movie in Mozambique. It's going to be about some kids that want to go to school, but they didn't have enough money to go to school. So as a solution, they decide that they would rob banks. If you can see the reaction of my friend who just walked up to me when he heard me say that stuff, her mouth hit the floor. Yes, let me repeat that. <laughs> Denzel Washington wanted to produce a movie in Mozambique, I believe it was Mozambique, where these kids wanted to go to music school. They didn't have enough money to go to music school, so they decided to rob banks to get the money. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm lying. And I still remember calling all my friends. I think I saw it on allafrica.com. I think it was there. Now, um... <laughs> I'm going to come to you in a second, my friend, 034. Now, um, I know some of the presidents and dictators may loot the country. They may loot the central bank and stuff like that. But you don't really hear stories. I know there's been some bank robberies on to Africa. But you don't really hear stories like of some Africans in Angola going to Luanda, robbing the bank. This is the story that Denzel Washington wanted to do. I was floored. Let's see what Mickey 034 is rocking here. He says, yeah, I agree. They had a wide protest of against such petty issues like the Obama image and the New York Times. But yet, when these crooked politicians rob the, rob the people blind, then it's no problem. Oh, well, that's actually a good point. So we have to bring that into the conversation. When I believe he's talking about when the stimulus, is this the stimulus package, um, 034, the image of the monkey being shot down the ground? Or is this when they had uh, Michelle and President Obama on the cover looking, and Michelle was looking like a Taliban? That's how they made it look. Black Hollywood, a couple of my friends have radio stations, a couple of my friends have talk shows, a couple of my friends have blogs and stuff like that. And it's very disheartening to look at black Hollywood. And I'm not saying all of black Hollywood. I'm just saying the ones we see the most of. Now, people are going to say, that, you know, Oprah, though her school in South Africa. Okay, we'll put it to the side. I understand now teaching, because I teach at a tar school also, why she did that. But at the same time, People, what's going on? What is happening? We have 8 million being slaughtered in Eastern Congo. Our Jewish brothers and sisters are still looking for the Nazis from World War II that committed the Holocaust. But our people here, Halle and all those folks, they're quiet. Let's see what man 034 is. My man, my associate producer, gave me the emails, but I'm flowing it. I like to flow personally myself. He goes, uh, oh, okay, the stimulus package and both images. Okay. Well, now and then we're on the same page here. So, people, man, where are all these people coming from? <laughs> hey, how you doing? Uh, como esta? All right. Oh, French. Uh, como se va, monsieur? Mademoiselle? All right, let's come back. Let's start with the stimulus package. The, the ape was gunned down in the middle of the street, and two, two cops were talking about, uh, they, they talked about the stimulus package, which ironically just got passed, I believe, the day earlier. 
And I actually know the guy who did the artwork, and he said he was talking about the ape, the little monkey that killed people, that killed some guy or tore up the face or something like that. But the outcry from Al Sharpton and all those guys over that image was immense. It was immense. They were talking about this guy should resign. He should step down. He should just basically be basically gotten rid of. Oh, my God. Then when the cover came with Michelle, I believe she was giving the fist, the, the, the fist pump to uh, her husband, Barack. They had her looking like, you know, the, the black Taliban. I mean, literally. The outcry from the black community, oh, my God. It was, it was out there. But yet, when that brother got shot in the back in Oakland, where was the outcry? There was riots in Oakland, not really hardcore riots. Where was the outcry? Where was Black Hollywood? Sometimes it seems like I understand we have the racial aspect of the images that are being shown of our people. And a lot of times there will be a knee-jerk reaction. But people, if I talk to you and say, and you will say, uh, I don't know, we'll say you're one of those, how you say, those A-list black stars, whatever. And I ask you, why is it when Paul Kagame comes to Hollywood, and this is a true story, why is it when Paul Kagame comes to Hollywood, the people from like Operation Hope, the founder, and all you guys rush to embrace this guy? Do you not know he basically murdered 40,000 Hutus in, in Rwanda when he was coming to power, when he invaded from Uganda? He's indicted for killing his, his troops killing the, 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 the eight Spanish nuns. He's, he's, he led two invasions of the Congo. And a lot of Uganda murdered 8 million people who are still dying today. Looted the country. But when he comes to Hollywood, this is Paul Kagame. I'm not lying. I'll put some pictures up, and I think I have on my blog here on the station. He comes to Hollywood. He's treating like some conquering, he's like, like some returning hero. Now, could you imagine me? Can you imagine me? We got a lot of emails coming in. But I see you, Mickey034. I'm going to come to you. Our producer's getting your stuff together. I'm going to come to you. You know, I have to do it live with you, directly, hands-on. Can you imagine me in 1941 taking a picture with Himmler? Could you imagine the reaction from the Jewish brothers and sisters? That would haunt me. That would, they would hold that against me even now, 50-something years later. My brother here, Mickey, uh, Mickey, 034 says the similar, uh, he says that's too political for Black Hollywood. The case where they got they got shot in Oakland. What's his name? Who the young brother up in Oakland? Hey producer, can you find out the young brother who got shot in Oakland? Is that who you're talking about, Mickey? Or are you talking about something I just brought up and I didn't mention his name by any chance? Let me know what's going on. So people, I gotta move this desk because there's way too many people standing around me. Okay, excuse me, you gotta push back a little bit, please push back a little bit. Let's come back to Black Hollywood now. Uh, I don't know. It's like when I see Kobe and those guys. Uh, oh, the Lakers will talk about for another example. We'll say, you know, because out here in sports, sports is kind of L.A. Uh, Lakers is kind of part of Black Hollywood. Ilian Gonzalez was that case in Miami years ago. Which dictator, brother? All right. Which dictator? Which, 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 which country are you talking about, my friend? I know I brought up somebody. Looting somewhere. So just, just remind me who it was, and I'm sure I'll give you the name, my man. There was the case of Ilian Gonzalez years ago. You all know that. The little Cuban kid came in a boat, washed him. I guess the dolphins pushed him into the tide, and he landed on the coast of Miami, and they wanted to like keep him here, and the father wanted him back. There was a Laker player. I cannot remember his name. I don't think it was uh, not Fisher. He was, his wife was Cuban, and she was so struck by it, you know, that it's so against him, the child going back. She was like, kind of wanted to lead some kind of protest. Her husband, who was a starting player for the Lakers, said he was going to miss a game to show solidarity with his wife and the Cuban people over Ian Gonzalez. You can imagine my reaction. I'm like, wait a minute. This guy was willing to force, and he's a brother on the Lakers, can't remember his name. Oh, went to Hollywood. I'm talking about uh, Mickey 034. 
Paul Kagame, the president of Rwanda, when it comes to Hollywood, he's always received by these stars. They come out, they meet him, they take pictures with him. You know, Chris Tucker, all those guys, they meet him. It's true. That's the guy. And I might have some pictures up on my blog, on uh, my blog talk radio here. But if you send me an email offline, I believe it's, uh, it should be up there, Saeed at Dayundagoop.com, I'll send you the pictures. Now, let me, come, let me come back to the player, then we'll come back to the Kagami situation. The player, an African-American on the Lakers, was going to, he, he was willing to forfeit a game and a game check to show solidarity with his wife, who was Cuban, over the Ilian Gonzalez case. I'm like, so, so what about us? <laughs> you know, we're just, what you for for the game check to protest the extermination in Eastern Congo by Rwanda and Uganda? What about us? Oh, my God. You should see the people around me. What's going on here? What's going on here? Or the one about Parker? Oh, no, 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 no. Paul Kagami, P-A-U-L. Kagami, K-A-G-A-M as in Mary E. He's the current president of Rwanda. He's the guy that everybody thinks stopped the genocide, uh, but he didn't actually. There's a long story behind that one. So people, where is the solidarity? Where is the solidarity with us? He was going to protest. Now, we come back to Black Hollywood. I go to a lot of screenings. I go to a lot of panels. I go to a lot of these events they have. And for the most part, I get kind of nauseous after 20, 25 minutes because you see all these people in a room who don't have really a lot of power. They have a lot of uh, uh, fans and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like Tyler Perry's going to come out anytime say, soon to have, you know, we got to stop the killing of our brothers and sisters on the East Coast. Because I always said to people, if you want to say African-American, you have to start showing some love and want to know the, the knowledge about the African side of that hyphen. You respect the culture of the Americans, and you want to learn the culture. Even some kids don't understand that. But if you want to say African-American, say you come from the roots, it's not just a name and a place. It's a place where your people came from. Back in the day, when the Angolans was fighting for their liberation with our help, because we were giving them rare bases, they were fighting against the Portuguese. Castro, he sent the Cuban army to help the Angolans. Do you know why? It's actually on his documentary, I believe. It seems they even said this. The Cuban army felt, they, you know, they remember that a lot of their descendants of the, in Cuba came from the Angolan region. So for the Angolan army, going back to help the Angolans fighting for their, liber, their liberation from the Portuguese, they felt that was their obligation. Think about that. Think about that. The Cuban army, and mind you, they were all over the continent. They went to fight to help the Angolans get the liberation because they remembered that most of their descendants came from that region. So they felt they had an obligation to go help fight. That's what I'm talking about. So where it comes to our people, I'm not talking about black Hollywood and, you know, Lawrence Fishburne has to get the AK-47 and the 9mm and get on the 747 and fly to Congo and say, hey, we're here to get down. No, I'm not saying that. But does it hurt to say, hey, look, there's a slaughter going on caused by these two countries, Rwanda and Uganda. You guys have believed the hype that they stopped the genocide. These folks are committing an extermination in eastern Congo so they can get resources and sell them to you guys, and they're selling resources they don't have. So when you look at your cell phone and it vibrates, that mineral that makes it vibrate and allows it to vibrate comes from my country. All right? It comes from my country. But for some reason, people aren't doing it. I don't know why. Wait a minute. I think we have somebody here. Nikki 34 is that you on the hotline? Hello? Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. How is everything with you? Everything is not. Everything is, everything is how they say everything is everything. We have all about 100 people standing around in a corner <laughs> in L.A. Oh, okay, okay. I, I just want to ask you a quick question, right? It's, What's for, up, well, 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 this question is totally, totally irrelevant. And it holds no value, no, no, no weight. But I just want to—is this—is—is this your picture in the um, chat room? I'm sorry. Is this your picture you have um, in your chat room? Is this, is this is that, picture? I, is that the picture I, of you? Am I smiling in there? Yeah. In a blue suit, right? Yeah, that's me. Oh, okay. I just wanted to know. But my my other thing is, um, Paul. What's his name again? Kagami. Paul Gandhi. Paul Gami, right? Yeah, Kagami, K-A-G-A-M-E. Oh, yeah, uh, Kwame. 
No, Kagami. Oh, okay. Paul um, yeah, Kagami, right? I, yeah, I what's up, you said you said you said he you said he he um he he murdered how many um how many people of Uganda? I mean, I'm not Uganda, sorry. Of um, Rwanda. 40,000 Hutus. He he murdered. His army killed on the way to taking power. And on top of that, his army, they talk about the Tutsis he saved. He's a Tutsi from Rwanda that grew up in Uganda. When he came back to Rwanda, most of the Tutsis were the descendants of those that fled the first time. He didn't like the Tutsis that were in Rwanda under the then-president, Javier Mana. He basically hated them. So what he did is as he was going towards Kigali, his army was herding the Tutsis in Rwanda towards the Intahamwe militia. He was basically sacrificing them. And if you talk to any Tutsi that survived that genocide, they'll tell you that. But you don't hear about that in the movie. And you see a lot of these um, black A-listers embrace him, right? Oh, yeah, they embrace him. Oh, they do. Shame. I, That's I, a shame. I, I mean, I have a, I, I have a picture. It was a Christian Galt with Paul Kagami, and I believe it's Chris Tucker. Oh, yeah, I have a picture of them. Mandela loves the guy. You know, when Kagami came to uh, L.A., uh, Operation Hope founder, I think his name is Frank something. Is it John something? I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna have to do some, I'm gonna have to do some research on this guy, though, before I jump to any type of conclusions. But I do know oh, that... I, I do know that a lot of these... Um, these um, African dictators, a lot of them, a lot of them, a lot of them are are, are equivalent towards Hitler. Just Hitler gets more okay. popularity than them because he murdered white Jews. Mm-hmm. And um, you, did you did you read an article that um, did you read an article? I forgot what nations it was over there in Africa, but they sold. I mean, they 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 have literally sold. Basically, they have literally sold the um the diamond and the uh, mine workers towards large um, multi. To, towards large global multi uh, corporations, you heard about? Did you read that article? Oh, I don't even. See, I, I didn't read the article, but that place is taking place in Eastern Congo. Eastern oh, okay. Congo and Sierra Leone. And the the, um, the CEO of Xerox, which is a printing company, but that's a global that's a global corporation as well. He said that um he said because because some of them some of some some of these people got sold to him too. He said that he said why buy why try to why try to monopolize the earth's resources when you can when you can that's what, this is what he said now why try to monopolize the earth's resources when you can buy human souls that's what he literally said well what you want to do is what you want to do is you want to find that article you want to figure out a way mm-hmm. to email it to me and I'll talk about it in the next show okay no problem, I, I, no problem. yeah because we I all I have you know the thing I always talk about is the exploitation of the people by the multinationals. I know the Enough Corporation right now, the Enough Project is talking about, you know, the, the, the cell phones and all those blood minerals, things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they haven't been talking about, you know, where were they after the first million, two million, three million were being killed? And at the same time, if you look at the whole situation when it comes to black Hollywood and exploitation of the country, Enough Project is working mostly with, they're not, with non-African Americans in Hollywood. But black yeah. Hollywood is not doing anything. Oh yeah, I know the guys. Black Hollywood doesn't care, and I think that's a reality everybody needs to wake up to. They stop oh, yeah, trying to be like them, but actually be a be be. Stop trying to be like them, but actually try to be a person who is in a position of power, so you can actually affect some type of change. Exactly. But people would only realize as as long as as long as they got um little black boys who want to grow up and all they want to be is basketball players, rappers, and celebrities, and little black girls who want to do the same. They basically just want to be singers. Then basically, um, these people are going to remain in power. Yeah, exactly. But you know, this next generation, we'll see what happens because you know there are a lot of people. You know, at one point, the the, the owner of the Denver Nuggets, the minority owner, was a black man from Boston. I met him; he's a real cool guy. But what a lot of people don't know is that the Cleveland Cavaliers, the the uh, a Chinese group, just bought part ownership of that team. <laughs> so, if you start seeing more games of the Cleveland Cavaliers in Beijing. There's a reason why. This happened like two days ago. A lot of people don't know about it. So, you know, hey, what can you do? So let's get back online here because I got a whole lot of calls for calls. I got to flow. But Mr. Mickey, 034, stay with me. Stay with me. And like I said, okay. find that, you find that article, you email it to me. I'll talk about it on my next show. Okay. Yeah. All right, my friend. That's Mickey. Mickey, where you based at? Where you at? You mean what part of the U.S. am I calling from? I'm yeah, where from are Texas. you? 
Texas. Texas. All right, all right. Texas, all right. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be there's a conference taking place in Texas uh, July 4th weekend. Uh, this organization, Leja Bulela, is having a conference there, and they're building a hospital in Africa. So go check out their website, uh, org, And it's also on my blog also. Check them out. Okay. It's a, it's a great organization. They're, they're spearheading the construction of a hospital there, and they're almost finished. So check it out. You could be the person they talk about saying, this guy from Texas came down, and look what he did for us. You know, we're going to name a wall after him. Serious. That's our connection, my man. That's our connection, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, right, I think so. that. Um, do, do, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. Go ahead. Do you think? Do you do you think that? Um, it don't matter what color that the individual is, but all these people who are who are these world who are these prime ministers, these dictators, these presidents, the, and even these CEOs of these multi of these um international corporations. Do you all? Do you think that? It don't matter what color they are, but they're just in it for the power. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Power is power. Power doesn't see color. Power sees power. Power sees opportunity. So it don't make a difference. You have the folks, the situation in, you know, Latin America with Pinochet. You have the same thing with Mobutu in Africa. You know, people are talking about North Korea now. They're starving, but they're launching nuclear rockets and stuff like that. I mean, uh, they're testing nuclear weapons and rockets and stuff like that. Power sees opportunity. Power has nothing to do with color. So when people talk about, you know, dictators, they're all over the world. They're all over the world. I think people have to look at that. Power seizes opportunity. That's all it comes down to. So on that note, brother, we are, yeah, so on that note, we out of here, you know, but stay okay. with us. And you're the, you never know, Mickey, 034, you could be the guy two years from now who we see on CNN, you know, holding some massive rally in front of the White House, and President Obama comes down and says, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. That could be you. Don't forget me. <laughs> All right, man, we're going back live and stay with us, man. Hey, it was a pleasure talking to you, my friend. Thanks for your patience. No problem. All right, talk to you later. You see, people, that's what I mean. One person, one person can make a difference. One person can ask a question. I'm sure of you guys out there listening, he may have asked a question that you want to ask, or he may have brought up something that you guys didn't know, and now you're going to go look for it. And like I said, it's that one person, a guy in Texas, wants to know what's going on, articulated his thoughts, flowed his opinion, flowed some knowledge, wants to get some knowledge, but then one of you guys out there could have heard something that he had said and say, wait, let me, well, Xerox, wait, let me go look into this. What's going on? Kinko's, what's going on? <laughs> you know? So, look, we got 12 minutes left remaining. Let me take a little song here. I always like to say we are free. But let me rock something by my brother Ome Congo that he did uh, with uh, my younger sister Shaumba. All right? We call it the uh, Fuji mix here. Hold on. Uh, uh, uh. How money changes situations. Real colonials take over nations. Our liberation don't fit your equation. Try to take us back to the plantation. Someone play Africans like we don't. We the ones who started civilization. Everything you try to do will be undone. We know all the tricks from Addis to Cape Town. Ding dong, here come the World Bank song. Gotta pay debt and lose education. But if Africans strong, run for your guns. Take back your pride and your continent. We be number one since creation. Now groupies for westernization. Now you won't cry over cancellation. Red West for all types of reduction. Why you gotta let them act like champions? We will win some with unification. 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 Now, now, how come your talk turned cold? Gave up control of your diamonds and gold. So confused that you lost all control Now it's all lost, what a sight to behold Our wisdom was better than our silver and gold War kids homeless and lost on the road Every man wanna act like he's a god Rape all the women and take the man's job And say you always like your name was not You think they so perfect that we can't see their flaws Say you're superior but based on who's lost No confidence, bring back consequences Hey, Black Hollywood, how hard was that? That's my younger brother, Omekongo.com. That's O 
M as in Mary, E, K as in Kevin, O, N as in Nancy, G as in George, O, dot com. With our younger sister, Shaumba, I think he's done about four spoken word CDs, published two books, speaks all over the world, South Africa. I think he's going to England sometime soon, based out of D.C. I think the last time we really came together for a cause of the continent was We Are the World, what, like 1982, 1984? <laughs> so, and that was musicians. So, again, I, you know, Black Hob just disappointed. But, you know, then again, I expect, as they, what's the, the scripture say, what's it saying, to those that much is given, much is expected. And I believe, you know, if you're making $20 million a film, $50 million a film, and if you can walk the red carpet, then you can talk on the red carpet about, hey, look, by the way, this is something going on. It doesn't have to be just in Congo. It could be, it could be anything. It could be like, you know, the issue of women on the continent. It could be the, the Caribbean. Look at Haiti. Haiti was the country that basically destroyed the French Empire. Haiti was the folks that held the boulevard, you know, on his initial, his initial fight for freedom against the Spaniards, the, the colonials, right? The Haitians were the ones, and President Obama talked about this when he was talking about the uh, Haitian people. Haitian, I think it was Haitian Day about several days ago. The Haitians were down there in New Orleans helping the Americans fight the British. It was against the French. But where is the movement of black Hollywood or components of black Hollywood to speaking more on the behalf of the Haitians? My friend Jimmy Jean-Louis, he plays, ironically, the Haitian in the TV serial Heroes. And ironically, he's Haitian. He's doing a Hollywood for Haiti. I believe it's HollywoodForHaiti.org. Now, I don't know if it's a four, F-O-U-R, or four, but I believe it's HollywoodForHaiti.org. Check him out. Look what he's doing. That's what I'm talking about. He finds a few that want to get involved and do what he needs to do for his culture, for his country. We gave him an award. I do what I do for I have our show later on tonight, the rebroadcast of the interview that was done of me uh, about two, three years ago when I was doing my third Congolese Memorial. This year I'm doing it in New York. If I come down to it in Texas, that might be a, a packed house. I'm going to have to look coming down to Houston or Dallas sometime soon. But I do what I do. It's just me and, you know, the people around me that have the same passion. But at the same time, what's your passion? Black Harvey don't have to do it. Maybe we do expect too much. If you look at some of the, the, the films they do do, maybe we see how they think. So maybe we have to go to that next generation who's coming up in the game and say, look, you want to be a star? Because I remember someone said Soldier Boy when he had his song come out, his big hit. Someone mentioned that I think it was Denzel approached him, or it might have been Samuel Jackson. I think it was Denzel approached him and said, look, you, have, you, you are talking to the youth. You're talking to this generation. You have a, a responsibility and obligation to say something profound to make a difference. They said, this is on a, this is on a black station. They said Denzel rolled up to Soldier Boy like that. What does that tell you? So maybe his movement is for the brothers and sisters here. Is there anything wrong with that? Of course there's not. Oh, of course not. I'm not. But, you know, there was a time, though, back in the 60s where the civil rights movement in America fed off the African liberation movement. And the African liberation movement fed off the civil rights movement. If you go through the archives, you'll see a picture of Dr. King and Coretta in Ghana right after the, right after the Independence Day celebration or during the Independence Day celebration. King is just pulling on the porch with his wife, you know, setting up the camera. In Ghana, Ralph Bunch was there. Malcolm went to the continent because the movement was taking place. The movement was happening. We don't see that anymore. Folks go there to get the adulation at Burkina Faso at their film festival from Black Hollywood. Oh, look who's here. Oh, my God. Let me get your autograph. They get the adulation. <coughs> oh, excuse me. The LA Air is not that good today. <coughs> they get the adulation. Hey, how are you doing? They get the adulation, then they come back to L.A. and they don't do anything. You know? That hurts. Say something. You see how Spike was talking about, Spike Lee was talking about how Eddie Murphy wasn't getting that love back in the day. Spike Lee had his opinion. Some people may have thought it was wrong, thought it was right, whatever, but he had something to say. But where's that movement? But then again, when you bring up Spike Lee, Black Holly right now doesn't have a Spike Lee. They don't have someone that's trying to bring people in in front of the camera. They don't have someone that's bringing in people behind the camera. People will say Tyler's doing what he does. Yeah, but he's using the same people from Destin Ron for like 15 years. Who's he breaking in? But I have to give him the love because he's telling his story. 
But, man, you think, yeek. You know what? I think it's going to come down to what we've been doing, what I've been doing, what Courage Kimber has been doing and stuff like that. We as Africans from the continent are just going to elevate, you know, elevate our game, which we have been doing, and just take it upon ourselves. Knowing that full well, when that happens, other people are going to come around, want to be our friend and stuff like that, want to be down with us, stuff like that. And as I said to people, well, where were you when the first million got killed, second million got killed? So here's a challenge to black Hollywood. This is what we're going to do right now. You're not going to, if you want to grab the ticket sign, I know you're happy that the president got elected. Some of you, some of you supported Hillary. I understand that. This is what we're going to do. I want you, if you're listening now, I want you to send me your used cell phones. I'm going to take those used cell phones to raise money for this hospital that we're building in Kassar. If you won't rock, rock, walk the red carpet and talk about the continent, how about we use those little used blackberries and stuff like that you had, send them to me so I can use them to raise money. I'm going to challenge all y'all out there right now with that. We have four minutes left. That's my challenge. Whether, wherever you are right now, you're listening, write me. I'm going to give you a mailing address, and I'm going to give you guys, we'll say, till June 15th, two weeks. I want you to collect cell phones. I'm talking about the used ones. Don't get your friends and say, look, I need your cell phone. Take it and mail it to me. Get your used, get your used cell phones. Ask your friends for the used cell phones. Get their names. Stick it in a box. Mail it to me. I'll take the cell phones. Use it to raise some more money to, build, to finish, not build, to finish construction of this hospital. I'm going to take your name. I'm going to put it on a brick in that hospital or on a plaque and say, a special thing, like you go to the hospital, most places, university, you see those signs that say, you know, uh, thank you to the person for donating, the donor's wall. So this is what I want to do. I'm going to give you guys till June 15th. Email me your address. Or just email, I'm sorry, email me, and I'll give you my mailing address. All right? Saeed, S-A-I-D, like I said, at B as in boy, A, Y as in Yankee, I, N as in Nancy, D as in David, O, G, as in group, R-O-U-P, as in Paul, dot com. Bayindogroup.com. Saeed. My email address should be on, on, on my radio station here. Email me for my mailing address. I will send it to you. I want you guys and ladies to start collecting used cell phones from your friends. Now, I don't want the cell phones that came out when New Jack City came out, and they're about as big as my head, and the antenna is about five feet long. I don't want one of those. But call your friends, see your friends, hey, look, I'm collecting you cell phones, and what I want you to do is when I give you my mailing address, mail me those phones with their names, and I will personally put each person's name on a special thank you, either on a brick in that hospital or on a plaque that's going to hang in that hospital. That's my challenge. So Black Hollywood, there's your challenge. I'm not going to sit here and complain and moan about you guys not doing anything. You don't have to. Of course you don't have to. Here's something very easy. How difficult is it going to be to get a cell phone to mail to me and I can stick your name on the wall saying special thank you. There you go. You know what I mean? So, hey, let's leave it at that. we got two minutes left. I always like to say we are free to do what we want. We are free to do what we have to do. We are free to make a difference. But are you going to make a difference or are you going to make more money? Are you going to make a difference or are you just going to shrink and talk about nonsense? Are you going to make a difference? Or he's going to put your head in the sand like an ostrich. And I always wonder if ostriches really do put their head in the sand. And just ignore what's going on around you. Because one day, what goes around comes around. And one day, you will be talked about, where were you? People, we are out. We are free. And on that note, hey, do what you got to do. Omi Congo, why don't you take us out of here? Welcome to the Congo with a slayer slay. Welcome to the Congo where the slayer slay And politicians robbing like every day For their diamonds and gold, timber and oil Can't forget the cold and you find in your cell phone and PlayStation Yo, it's a crazy situation But since y'all don't get it, let me give an explanation See, the Congo's so poor because it's so rich All the minerals and the whole world, they want it That's why you don't see it on the daily news Cause you'd be outraged if you thought of abuse Like one time to talk like Geronimo Pratt, son And hope that we can see some action last 
last year it was only covered by Anderson Cooper but I guess you have something else to do bruh the five nights it aired from 10 to midnight maybe if it was on Oprah you'd have seen it ride but old cover the Congo in 2005 had Lisa Ling live on the scene no lie said the violence here is the world's big secret it was shown in broad day but I guess you didn't peep it yeah yeah this is for Patrice Mumba, Dr. Devinga Wasai, Dr. Galila Wakabongo anybody out there fighting for the Congo to be free yo let's go Welcome to the Congo where the slayer slay and innocent folks dying like every day for all the jewelry we buy in the USA sun and families they don't stop breathing in the morning. Welcome to the Congo where the slayer slay and innocent folks dying like every day for all the jewelry we buy in the USA sun and families they don't stop breathing in the morning. See, I've been talking about this since I was yay years old before yay rolled diamonds from Sierra Leone. First I took the academic route and wrote a paper. Yo was like, man, that stuff's too deep, so make it safer. So I made it artistic and put it in a poem. Y'all was like, you ain't been on that jam, so go home. So I made it simple. Ask can be in Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.